Welcome to the Student Affairs Spectacular, the weekly podcast giving you a front row seat to the greatest student affairs show on earth. And now your ringmasters, Tom Kriegelstein and Dustin Ramsdell. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Student Affairs Spectacular podcast. Dustin here. This is episode number 36 with Kevin O'Connell, who is a digital storyteller and founder and head of the Niche Movement, uh, which is a great site and community that I've been a fan of for a while. So I've been excited to get Kevin on the podcast and have him talk about that and the story um, of how he started that just a couple of years ago and how it sort of blossomed. Um, so uh, we talk about uh, the Niche Movement, the story with that, and uh, his digital storytelling efforts, but um, also highlight that um, he is writing an upcoming book about the niche movement and interviewing a lot of cool folks. And uh, we delve into that and um, just a lot of the great tips that he's learned over the past couple of years of transitioning from his uh, full-time job as a student affairs professional and migrating into uh, being his own boss and working uh, with his digital storytelling efforts and his site. Um, so there's a lot of great stuff in here, a lot of great tips and resources and things to check out, which will be uh, in the show notes. Um, you can also check out a, a episode I did about a year ago um, for a different uh, kind of effort, a little prototype podcast I did last year um, as a Rutgers grad student, uh, which feels like a lifetime ago. But um, yeah, that'll also be linked in the show notes here, which is a fun listen. But um, yeah, this is episode number 36 with Kevin O'Connell. How's everything going? I know you just recently uh, moved, right? You went down to DC, I believe. Yes, uh, three. We are three weeks into the new venture here in Northern Virginia, DC area, and um, you know what? It's going to be sad to say, but I don't miss New Jersey at all. Right? <laughs> <laughs> is it like the traffic, or is there like something just really nice uh, about DC that you've loved so far? To be honest, for uh, for my wife and I, it's so easy to, for us to get around. I mean, this morning I was in the heart of DC working on a video project, and uh, mm-hmm. it's just you know super easy, super friendly, and and not as just not as crazy as New York City, you know? Like, you have the city feel, but it's, it's just not as hectic. I don't know what it is. Yeah, yeah. I went on a field trip, rec- or I guess that was, like, a couple of summers ago. Like, we took some students down there, and it just had a little bit more of, like, a, <laughs> I guess that, that sort of relaxed vibe. It didn't feel so hectic when I was there. It was, it was nice. Yeah, it's manageable. <laughs> yeah, manageable chaos, I guess. And up until today, the weather's been great, but now it's, like, freezing and raining. So. Right, yeah. Kind of the same up here in Maine, so. <laughs> cool. Um, so yeah, I really appreciate you jumping on to chat about stuff real quick. Um, but yeah, as we always sort of start, why don't you just kind of give an introduction of yourself and, uh, the niche movement as it's been, uh, developing over the past couple of years. Sure. Uh, so once again, my name is Kevin O'Connell and I, uh, I worked in student affairs and higher ed for a little over eight years. Uh, worked, uh, my last job was at Rutgers, Uni- Rutgers University as the assistant director of marketing and social media, uh, but in that time, uh, basically over those eight years, I've worked with students in service learning, student leadership, uh, programming, and recently, you know, marketing and social media strategy. And um, that kind of spun off creating this passion project literally two years ago. So uh, October 2012, we kind of started this discussion of the niche movement and, and kind of, you know, if you look at that word niche or niche, uh, it's, it's kind of figuring out that, that focus group or that focus uh, skill set that you're really into, passionate, uh, and that you love doing. And so that's where it was kind of born uh, as a passion project, but it's a community of young professionals that are setting out to help other young professionals, Gen Y, recent college graduates, uh, people in their early to mid-20s, just to find the work they love. Uh, so whether that's entrepreneurship, whether that's education, finance, accounting, whatever field you might be in, it's figuring out what's the best way to kind of 
maximize your employment happiness uh, rather than hating going to work every day. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. And I, I was sort of just reflecting today. I was like just walking around. It kind of like dawned on me is that um, sort of my first foray into this odyssey of like doing podcasting and stuff. I remember I talked to you like about this time last year doing like the uh, Rutgers Changemaker podcast. I was just a little like sort of prototype of doing something like this. So that is, um, that is right. I, I got to go back. You might have to send me the link to that. I know I, I used it and I, I tweeted it out a few times probably like a year ago, but I would love to listen to that. And we can kind of, you know, go back and forth of where, where we came from. Yeah. yeah I, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I was just like, Don, I was like, oh, it's, it's like a full circle coming in. Like just talking because it's, it's just a great thing to talk about. And I've yeah. really been a fan of the niche movement since it started. So, yeah. um, you know, just looking at it, you know, it's been, uh, like you said, just about two years. What's been the best pro- like, as part of the whole process so far for me, you know, yeah. kind of doing it as sort of like a, a side hustle and now sort of mm-hmm. trying to invest more into it. What's been the best part of it all so far? Yeah, um, I, I would say, and you know, I think it's, it'll sound completely co- cliche, but the people I've been meeting, um, both from the students and young professionals that have kind of tracked this down and are just looking to have those conversations and guidance to... Um, you know, right now we're up to 15 contributing editors from all over the country. Um, so, you know, meeting them and hearing their story and reading their story and sharing their story, that's been phenomenal. Um, next to the, you know, the book is kind of one of the reasons we're obviously talking today, but the people I've met through the book and then, um, just some of the other, you know, I've been working with some startups and some companies and, and kind of helping them with their employee branding and doing presentations and workshops. So, it's just, it's really been about meeting as many people as I can through this platform and uh, kind of spreading this, this idea. So, yeah, and then yeah. That, that's really cool. Cause I guess that, that's where you sort of plug into this, right? It's like, you, I know you, you just enjoy telling stories and like hearing stories and liking it. So that's sort of like what really, I guess, excites you because everybody has a unique yeah. story, right? Yeah. I mean, everybody goes through this, this, this life and this career journey post grad, you know, or post post graduation. I mean, uh, you know, one of the unique things that we've been talking about with some of the people that are in, in this book is I think we, you know, our, you know as, as high school students and college students, we go through this um, like every, every 16 weeks, every three months, four months, like our mm-hmm. lives change, right? Like, you know, whether in high school, it's the marking periods, you know, in college, it's your semesters and you get, you know, new professors, new classes. So kind of get this refresh of, of kind of work. So whether even if you don't like the classes or the things that you're doing or the internships, you know that it's you know it's a three or four month uh, endeavor where now when you take a job it's like you're in it for at least a, a year, couple years, four years, five years, or you may not even realize it. And um, so I don't think some of these work environments are set up to kind of keep uh, millennials on their toes and keep them wanting more and, and creating that value mm-hmm. and autonomy. And so those are just some things we're uh, we're learning. But yeah, everybody goes through this. The job search is a lonely process. Um, you went through it, you know, about six months ago, right? <laughs> yep, uh, yep. And, 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 and regardless of the industry, I mean, and that's the crazy thing is um, it, it becomes a lonely process where we are, we, we are these great candidates and we've been well-educated and have these great experiences, and especially the student leaders that a lot of, you know, you and I and the people listening get to work with, and then all of a sudden they get behind a computer screen at, you know, 11, 12 o'clock at night and start applying to this, abyss this applicant tracking uh system and and we do this over and over and over again and, and next thing you know it's like we we don't know you know are we that good of a candidate and we we take the first job that that's offered to us mm-hmm. um so that's kind of it's kind of some stuff that's in the book so 
Yeah. Yeah. And I guess I did like hearing all these stories that obviously everyone is unique, but like, you know, you're sort of kind of parsing out these like common threads that you obviously want to try and help people with of, yeah, like sort of just being like, okay, I guess I'll take this shot, you know, and like not even, um, you know, doing something that they're really passionate about. So, um, yeah, I mean, just, I guess to delve right into it, um, cause that is sort of what I wanted to, um, highlight a little bit is the book that you're working on, I guess, give, I guess maybe the, um, what inspired it? Like what, you know, cause I guess you could, you could do anything that you, yeah. you, know, you kind of wanted to do to sort of highlight um, the values of the niche movement and stuff. Why writing a book and how are you going about it and how I guess has it been going so far? Sure. Yeah. So, you know, when I started the niche movement, I would never have thought that I would have been writing a book or at least this early on in my life. Um, and yeah, quick way it kind of came about was over the summer when I had a little bit more time and you know, the initial was stars where I was just blogging about my career journey, my advice, and the way I kind of saw career exploration. And you know, lucky enough, we had these other contributors and other people, you know, contributing their story. Mm-hmm. But um, when I had this time, I was like, I need to pay it forward. You know, I- I've had between from parents and friends to professors to supervisors, bosses, good bosses, bad bosses. Um, you know, all these great people in my life that have, have really gotten to me where I am in my career journey right now. And I, I basically said, Hey, for the next 30 days, I'm going to blog and showcase how awesome they are and how awesome, you know, what I learned from them. And at the end of every blog post was a niche tip, you know, here's the little, the takeaway, the little nugget that anybody could take away. And, um, halfway through, I was like, you know, I can't believe I'm writing this. And I almost kind of gave up and that's when people, you know, including yourself, Dustin, that's been a huge support of the issue to other people I have never met before start saying like, Hey, can't wait for the next post or can't wait to see where this goes. And, um, that's when I went away for a few days and like, wow, I need to turn this into a book. And, um, so spent a couple weeks, uh, crafting a very well, you know, intentional Kickstarter video campaign. Um, we did a ton of press where we got featured in Buzzfeed and, um, gen 20 and, and money under 30, all these things. Um, but long story short is we raised the money to self publish this book. And, um, it's basically a curation of my journey, and then we've interviewed about a dozen or so other people um, of their career journey. And so they are literally from college age all the way to in their 40s, where they're you know mid managers mm-hmm. um, from all different industries, all different walks of life. And then we're mixing this in with a lot of different strategies. So you know, it's it's the working title is the niche movement, uh, the new rules to find a career path you love. Um, so within that, there's there's strategies. Um, there's stories and then there's also some research, you know, there's some other things we can even talk about is, you know, this whole, what this workforce looks like going into 2020, you know, it's, it's people are, should, should start expecting more freelance working and side hustle and things mm-hmm. like that. Because it's so much easier to break into that now and create uh, different avenues rather than nine to five job. But that's really what the book is about. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just really curious cause I think it's almost something that, uh, I, I can even reflect I and mean, I always just think about things a lot is that I remember the first job that like when you're a kid, when they always say like, what do you want to be when you grow up? I always remember the first thing was being an author. So I think I've always thought about like, especially now blogging more about like, you know, writing a book someday, you know, kind of fulfilling that childhood dream kind of thing. But, you know, you've gone this path with like publishing yourself and doing, you know, literally just whatever you kind of want to do with it. How has that process been so far? Because I mean, like, it obviously sort of, I guess, dawned on you as you like were kind of really getting into blogging regularly and those sort of things. Like, how has that process been? Just kind of interviewing and kind of you know doing the Kickstarter and stuff. And obviously, yeah. I'm sure that that was like an emotional roller coaster for you, is like, you know, getting all the support and stuff. So, how, how has it just been, kind of publishing your own books? I, I feel like that would be yeah. useful for a lot of people. Yeah, it 
the, I think the big thing is discipline and it comes in ebbs and flows. I mean, um, you know, during the summer when obviously it's quiet, quieter a little bit in student affairs, if there is a downtime, right, um, right. <laughs> you know, you know, it, you know, I had some of those mornings before do this and the weekends and things like that, um, to, you know, do the video and get the press out there and stuff. But so, it, you know, it kind of went June, July, August where I had some time, but then obviously getting, getting back into the swing of things, you know, it got crazy. So I spent the month of October, um, in, in, in between leaving, uh, my full-time job at Rutgers to now moving to DC and now starting my own other, uh, business down here. Um, you know, I spent the, I was like month of October, I get all these interviews done. So we, we raised the, we raised, you know, the money to self-publish it. We, we started putting it together. I took all the stuff I wrote and started threading it together. Um, but now it's like, all right, now we need to interview these people. I need to start reading all these other, uh, pieces of work that I want to include in it. So that was like October. And now we're to the point of where I'd say probably a little bit more half, more than halfway done writing the book, uh, probably about 80, 90 pages in. I literally last week was interviewing two young professionals to help edit and kind of help thread this book together. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it's kind of a juggling act. It's, it's just kind of when I have the time to do it. And it's because I'm, I'm into this, right? Like this is my baby. This is my passion project. And, you know, I don't, I'm not, you know, I don't have you know, 40, 50 hours a week to work on this. But when I have five, 10 hours a week to do it, that's when I'm spending time on it. So, so it's kind of come and go with the, the, you know, how busy it is. And my goal is to get this out by uh, end of January. So nice. Um, so yeah, I think we got a lot of the stuff that's in the book and stuff. So, um, yeah, I guess just like where, so I guess that's another part of like kind of independently doing it and stuff. How do you see kind of getting it out and where can maybe folks look for it once it's um, maybe at like a pre-order stage or just once, once yeah. it's released? How's that sort of process yeah. working for you? Yeah, well, I mean, the cool thing is we've had an amazing backing from the Kickstarter. We had, I think we had 85 backers, uh, about 150 copies of the book have already been kind of pre-ordered, which has been an amazing thing. I would never have expected that. Um, but we're going to go through and uh, get this, uh, you know, an ISBN number up on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, so as soon as that happens, I, my goal is at least get that and a draft of the front cover done to put that up there, uh, before December 15th, that might be an aggressive timeline right now, but, uh, anyway, I can kind of get that out there and obviously do a little marketing in around the holidays. Um, and then closer to January, there'll be again on Amazon, there'll be a digital version. There'll be the, the paperback version. And then, some other ways that I'm getting it out there is I'm actually trying to work with a few different organizations, both in and out of education to mm-hmm. kind of, uh, you know, parlay this into my, uh, my events. So whether it's doing events in New York city and DC for startups and anybody that attends gets a copy of the book, or if I come to universities and schools and do different trainings and things like that, obviously that would be a way to kind of spread this, this book as well. So. Interesting. Yeah. What, it, what's maybe something, cause I think there's, there's definitely a lot of, um, student affairs professionals who do something that they're kind of passionate about on the side and um, whether how much, I guess, time or energy they invest into it, but you've kind of gone full into this Mm -hmm. process. Maybe what's just one thing or a few things that you've sort of learned about yourself or learned about this whole kind of journey or something of, you know, kind of going all in on something that you're really passionate about. What's maybe some salient thoughts that you've kind of uh, found out about this. Yeah. I think that uh, when, you know, when I first started this, especially, you know, two years ago, it was like I knew I was on to something. I knew I was passionate. You know, this was my why. Like if, if I can help every college grad or young professional, like just find a, a sliver of hope that they love doing. And again, it's, it's very tough to find a, a job. And 
find everything they like, but finding that silver lining that's going to take them to their next stepping stone. Mm -hmm. um, I had no idea that within two years, organically, this would arise, right, where we have these contributing editors and we release these blog posts and um, now we're writing a book and we've, you know, our, our network has expanded. So I think that you just, it, it, you know, it's the rapid prototyping model. It's like you just got to put yourself out there. I think the more you put yourself out there, and it could be regardless of, of your passion or interest or skill set, but I think the more you kind of engage with that community and put yourself out there, the more you stay with it, the more you'll get out of it. Um, and I think it's just I, kind of going back to what you asked me earlier. It's like it's all about people. The more people you can network with and tell your story and, and ask them to be a part of it, uh, I think the more they want to be involved. So it's just it's, it's so easy nowadays to get yourself out there. You know that, right? Right. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Um, and I guess it's do you feel like because I think what some people are reticent about, and I, I sort of feel that way sometimes, too, is the, how much do you feel like you sort of have to be like your own pitch man kind of thing? You know, like how much do you have to sell yourself and how much do you feel like it's just sort of authentically connected with other people and then those kind of connections result in like oh you you do a thing that i need somebody to do yeah. and it's more of like a friend network or a personal sure. network kind of sure. how much is it like you have to sort of sell yourself yeah I, I i right now from probably the last six months i'm just looking at i think it's literally like a perfect 33 you know one third one third one third split like um for example like we were at the dinner, you know, uh, this weekend in D.C. And someone, you know, we have these I Love My Job bracelets, which mm -hmm. you can hit Dustin or I up, anybody up, and send them <laughs> out to you guys. Um, but I'm sitting there at, at dinner, and, the, and the, the gentleman waiting on us said, you really love your job? I'm like, yes, I can fully 100% say yes, I love what I do. And he, of course, like that triggered a conversation. Turned out he was a veteran, just got back from Iraq, you know, is super passionate, has a job as a waitress, but, you know, as a waiter, but looking for something else to do. So that like spurred him and I exchanging contact info with him and everybody else at the table. So it's like that where people are just finding out about it that way. Um, there's me where I'm going out to different events and just introducing myself. Um, Cause it's weird. Like right now I'm, I'm a digital storyteller. Like that's the business I'm growing where I'm doing photo, video and social media strategy for startups. Mm -hmm. um, but then I live another, this other like Clark Kent world where it's like, I take off, you know, I take on my shirt and tie, and it's like um, also part of the niche movement. So, when I, whenever I find somebody that loves what they're doing, I immediately give them a bracelet or I say, Oh my God, like you need to be in this book. And so that just sparks a conversation of like, Oh, well, what do you do? So, it's kind of an easier way instead of me just constantly pitching, you know, hey, be my book, check out this, check out the niche movement. Um, and then I say the last 33%, like especially during our Kickstarter, was. It took a lot of hustle. We must have emailed over 100 plus people to try to get into some press and uh, get some recognition. And there's always, if I watch an interview on NBC or something like the other day, I'm I'm tweeting at that. I'm trying to hunt. I'm trying to get rid of those gatekeepers and try to get to that person. Um, right. So it's a, it's a little bit of organically people finding out about it, me kind of talking about, it, and then three just hustling, like getting in front of people. So yeah, yeah. that's always the thing that I was like, I think I would love it if it was like two thirds was just sort of like organic. Like it kind of comes up naturally. And like, I said, just yeah. haven't gotten to that point where I feel like it's like, Oh, I'm too, like I'm too humble. I don't feel like I don't have anything to, to say that's like, yeah. you know, relevant or something, but um, I think that's the, the type of person, right? Like, uh, I think you and I are very similar, but yeah, it's like sometimes, um, you can be humbled and you don't want to bring it up, but sometimes it's like, you, you gotta, you gotta do it and you gotta find that, that way to kind of work it into the conversation. So, yeah. And that's, and I think, yeah, yeah it's just like a confidence thing of like being proud yeah. of what you're doing kind yep. of thing where it's like, yeah. Oh, this blog is yeah. stupid. It's yeah. not even a thing. Like, it's like, no, it's, it's great. You know? Yeah. It is. Yeah. Creating content. So. Um, yeah. Well, I guess do you, 
is there any like books or resources or videos or anything that you'd want to um, just off the top of your head, I guess, just share that maybe um, helped kind of influence your, your journey or helping you um, kind of do the things that you're doing every day? Anything that you think just might be relevant to student affairs professionals in terms of, I guess, any sort of topic, I guess. But yeah. Um, I mean, thing resources for me uh, on a daily basis. Um, I know there's a lot of other student affairs professionals out there that are doing doing this, like Tony Duty, Joe Ganese, Ed Cabell, all these guys. I mean, I think looking at you know blogs like Fast Company, um, Inc. Magazine, Entrepreneur Magazine. We we keep saying this. We've been saying this for two or three years, but like we got to look outside of our industry for ideas and trainings and strategies. Um, so that's something I just daily you know follow through social media. Um, as far as um, some books, I actually literally have them right in front of me right now that I've been kind of sifting through, um, both as I put this book together, but two as I do my own startup. Is mm-hmm. I have um, the Lean Startup by Eric uh, Reese, I believe it is, uh, R I E S. Mm-hmm. I've been sifting through that uh, every now and then each week. Um, the Lynchpin by Seth Coden. That book's probably about four years old, but that's a book that definitely pivoted my career in the last five years. Um, Thank You Economy by Gary Vaynerchuk and then uh, I think a lot of us out there if we don't already but Simon Sinek any video or any book or article I can read about Simon Sinek is always getting me closer to being that great leader spreading my message Um, but yeah Gary Vaynerchuk Seth Godin this guy Eric Reese with Lean Startup uh, or anything by Simon Sinek I think a lot of our you know the student affairs professionals would get a lot of value out of yeah yeah, I've sort of gotten turned on to, um, yeah, like Fast Company and Inc. and stuff like that. Like, there's so much cool stuff that gets yeah. uh, written on there. So then we'll include all these books in the yeah. in the show notes as well. But yeah, um, yeah just any uh, as we sort of uh, start winding down and everything. Is there just any other kind of like final thoughts or anything that you just want to um, leave people with? We'll, we'll include um, all the information for the niche moving ways that people can connect yeah. with, uh, that and yeah. with yourself and your website and everything yeah. that you're doing. But, um, just anything else that you'd want to kind of leave people with to sort of encourage them or hopefully motivate and inspire. Sure. Yeah. I, this, this book really, um, I, I want it to be one of those, those books that isn't like this, there's five ways to get the job. You have. Like it's not going to be this self-help book. It's in reality. Um, when we start adding the amount of people that are going to be featured in this book, it's going to be upwards of like 50 some people, right? It's Mm -hmm. going to be people from my journey, the people that I'm interviewing people within their own journey. Um, and every single person I'm including in the book, um, I'm asking them, like, I'm telling them what's the best way to get in touch with you? Because at the end of like every section or chapter or, you know, anything about this, their story is, you know, whether it's their Twitter handle, email address, website, LinkedIn, like I want people to be able to pick this book up and automatically, um, amplify their network by like 50 people. And if they read something about an entrepreneur who left their job, I want them to be like, hey, I'm going to contact this person. Or, um, you know, this one couple, Mike and Ann, they were in their late 30s making it big uh, in New York City. They decided to sell everything, quit their job, take, take their honeymoon, two-year honeymoon, and travel around the world on 30 bucks a day. And now they have this business called Honey Trek. And they're absolutely loving it. Um, but, like, they're in, the, they're in the book. And they want to pay it forward. And they want to meet as many people as possible. So, um, it's basically this this kind of walking Rolodex of you know continued people that love what they do have found their passion with these embedded tips of of strategies. Um, one of the great quick stories I can share is we interviewed this gentleman out in San Francisco. He works for Bain Consulting. So any of you 
that kind of are in Bain, you know, or, or understand consulting. Bain is like one of the top three consulting agencies. And he got this job right out of Vanderbilt College, uh, worked there for two or three years, was doing very well, actually loved it, but he got into craft beer on the side. And we all know if, if we drink craft beer, like it can get pretty addictive, pretty reach, uh, you know, deep in history. Right. And he just immersed himself in craft beer. Next thing you know is Bain Consulting said, hey, you can do a six-month externship where for six months you go work for a craft brewery and then for the next six months you come back and continue to work for us. Turns out he like met everybody in the craft beer industry, interviewed with this company, Lagunitas, out in uh, San Francisco, and he was like, great, I'm going to do this externship. Turns out they liked them so much that they created a position called the be like a beer a craft beer strategist. <laughs> and this kid is 26 years old. And... Um, he just pivoted his way. He kind of, again, got rid of these gatekeepers, figured out who to talk to, when to talk to them. He literally said he like did the interview like the 30 minutes they were talking. He's instead of like, you know, setting up another date on the calendar, he's like, let's just do the interview now. Mm -hmm. um, so this kid had a lot of ambition, but his story is, is just so good. And one of the pieces of advice he's leaving us with is, you know what you're, you, you're born to do when you look at your Google search history, right? You know, we're, we're going to 2015, but like, if you look at what you Google all the time, you know, what are you into? And that could be bikes, craft beer, uh, you know, it could be student leadership, whatever. It's like those are the things that we should be passionate about and try to figure out ways to kind of go all in on them. So that, that was one of his pieces of advice, um, which we're excited to include in the book. But and that's just one story of, you know, 30, 40 stories that we're going to have in it. So. Yeah, that's a great one. Yeah, because I, I, I was just thinking when you were saying that, like, what's the thing that I search for a lot? And yeah, like, yeah. it's definitely like movies and television shows because I just like yeah. I just love to read yeah. about it and just like hear about it. But um, yeah. well, I guess cause there's just one more quick little thing. So I think yeah. just to really send the point home because it's mm -hmm. it's really awesome that you have the book being kind of like a rolodex of people. I guess just really, what would you say to somebody who's like, oh, you know, again, sort of that kind of like humbleness or kind of reticence or something that you know you know, why me, like, why, like, what are they going to respond to me or those kind of things? Like you have all these people in this book, but like some people would say, you know, oh, they would never want to talk to me or I don't have anything yeah. to say to them or like, just to really send the point home, what would you tell people if, you know, they, they're looking at your book, they want to talk to somebody, yeah. what would you want to try and tell people to like, kind of yeah. get them over that hurdle to really sure. reach out to people? I think, you know what, the world has, works in very, very strange ways. Um, the amount that I've put myself out there since doing this journaling and blogging over the summer, um, the more I feel like the world has kind of paid it back. And um, listen, there's going to be times I think that people do the cold email route or be unsure of, you know, hey, am I bothering this person? But nine times out of 10, uh, if you're reaching out to people and they get back to you, that means that they want to give you their time. That means that like they're a good person, right? Like we, we, we hear these dreaded stories of like, oh, people ignore me and they're, 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 you know, they're the meanest person in the world, but there's actually a lot of nice people out there. Yeah. And, and they want to pay it forward. They want to talk. They want to help people out, connect people. Um, so there's more of people like you and I out there that are, you know, that are, you're doing interviews. I'm doing interviews. We want to meet as many people. Um, and the number one thing, if, if there's college students listening out there or people that work with college students, if you're an undergrad or graduate school, like play that college card. Like just even like e you know, email somebody, hey, I'd love to interview for 15 minutes because I'm doing a paper or I'm doing a project. And even if you're not, right, like I tell this to students all the time, like even if you're not, just make it up. Because <laughs> nine times out of ten, like if you're going in that industry, people want to pay it forward. They want to talk to the new generation of that workforce. Mm -hmm. um, you just can't be afraid. And listen, I can tell you in the last three weeks, I've sent out probably 
75 to 100 emails, both within the niche movement and my, my, my uh, social media business here. I've heard back from maybe 60% of them, but out of that 60%, that 30% that really cares, like now we're, we're doing something, whether we're working on a project together, they've hired me, or now they're in the book. Like, so it, it's just that, um, it's like that fishing mentality. You got to kind of be out there. You got to cast your net and, and see what comes up. So yeah, that's great advice. Yeah. I think that's uh, a really funny, but probably effective tip. Yeah. To just be like, Hey, I'm doing this project for like a class out of it. Cause like, Thank yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's really great advice. And I, I definitely, um, appreciate hearing that almost just like for my own sake, but I think it's going to be really, um, powerful for other people to like, just send that, even that one message to that one person that you've wanted to talk to you about, you know, how did they get to do the thing that they're doing or, um, whatever's been, yeah. Cause I've done that sort of just for podcast stuff here. It's just to like, yeah, just cast out a big net and you get something back. Like you get some people to respond and like, sometimes it takes a little while, but, um, yeah, it's been really, really great process. So, yeah. and, um, and follow up and, and, you know, that kind of rule rule three like if, if you don't hear one's fine like follow up again like obviously there's that gray area like you don't want to be pestering you want to be personal but like don't be afraid to follow up three times and if they don't get back to you then they're probably not the right person to do work with or interview or whatever it might be um yeah but but don't be afraid to follow up so yeah that's yeah i mean that's even you know further good advice because i think people might like oh yeah i'm gonna go send that email and it's like everybody's busy don't feel like they hate you because they didn't respond to the first one just be like hey just following up really would like to hear from you kind of thing yeah um so yeah i think i think that's about all that i sort of had that i wanted to talk about but um yeah thank you so much for um jumping on to talk really quick i really appreciate it yeah dustin thanks for uh having me and um I look forward to seeing where this goes for you. And uh, anyway, I can help you or anybody listening out there. Uh, feel free to reach out. Yeah, definitely. All right. Have a good one, Kevin. All right. Take care. Thanks, Dustin. All right. Bye. bye. Thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode of the Student Affairs Spectacular Podcast. As always, please leave us your comments and feedback for the podcast. It really helps us out. Give us any ideas for guests or topics for the episodes. We really appreciate it.